You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Let me just say straight off the top, uh, I was coming across the news, and it may not seem significant at its first, but Serena Williams uh, lost the most lopsided match of her career at the Mugbadala Silicon Valley Classic to Joanna Conta on Tuesday night, 6-1-6-0. But the fact that this was even news proves to me how great she was. And I was really thinking about her place like in history or the pantheon of modern athletes. And I used to consider Tiger Woods to be the greatest of his generation. But I think now you got to give it to Serena Williams as being the GOAT of this particular era. I think she surpassed Tiger. Look at what she's been able to accomplish. She's won her first Grand Slam at 17. She's the only player, male or female, to win 10-plus Grand Slam singles in two separate decades, multiple gold medals, the first and only woman to surpass 80 million in career earnings, and is fourth all-time male or female behind Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal. She's won the French Open three times, Wimbledon six times, the U.S. Open a record six times, the Australian a record seven times one of those while pregnant and uh, has won the most grand slams of all time at 23 passing the great Steffi Graf in 2017 and you know that's the thing whenever we have players like Serena or or LeBron now we forget those great players that came before them that established that benchmark that they allowed them to pass and to me that was Steffi Graf man the fact that anyone has even approached Steffi Graf and now has surpassed Steffi Graf is ridiculous she would win all the time like all the time like clockwork it was like she was the dream team and everybody else was Angola I mean nobody else even came close to Steffi Graf let alone past Steffi Graf and I always thought Graf was probably the greatest tennis player I ever saw I mean she just dominated all the time And she had a huge nose, a big one, which gave me hope I could become something, you know. I wouldn't have such hope in an athlete until Manu Ginobili would show up with that hairline of his that receded more and more each year. That gave me belief that I could become something. But it was my nose that defined me first in life, not my baldness. Let me explain something. Before my testicles ever felt the tug of gravity, it was this schnoz which reached out in the world. The rest of me still hadn't filled in and still hasn't. I've never done cocaine before because nobody ever would share it with me in college, okay? I could never get started. And to see Steffi Graf, a woman, with my snatcher of nose doing those things was thrilling. I would sit there and watch Wimbledon with my grandfather, who had an equally magnificent schnoz, and see the royal line of her aquiline face accomplishing the things that she was. That's right, aquiline. It means hooked or curved like an eagle's beak. Yeah, there's a word for that. Synonyms, hooked, curved, bent, angular, Roman. And Steffi Graf had one just like us. I thought she was another Joshi, and she would win every week. They said Hingis would be the next Graf. Forget Hingis, it was Serena. And not only that, to see what Serena has accomplished at the level that she has, she has definitively become the hallmark for competitive excellence in her time. And now she's dropped two sets almost straight, and in Wimbledon she did the same. Because time makes worm feces of us all. And tennis, despite its so-called lack of toughness, you cannot hide. It's not like football where the star QB can settle into the role of game manager who lets his team dominate defense, who lets a dominant defense set the tone of the game. Nor is the aging superstar shooting guard who can retreat behind the three-point line or rely on his veteran savvy to squeeze out every last bit of existent efficiency. No. In tennis, you're out there alone. Nowhere to hide every bit of your physical degradation and tiredness on display. 
I don't think we're there with Serena yet. She's still just fresh off her pregnancy. She has one great last in her before there's that last great tournament, and you don't always win that one. There's nothing like a faded tennis star because all they have have is that last tournament, that last great tournament, and the drama created within that is amazing. I remember Agassi's last tournament. We were just going five setters against everybody and wound up losing in a five-setter, and I believe the semifinal, and it was such a fitting end. One writer wrote, today we saw the strength of his spirit and the limitation of his body, or something like that. Anyways, we're all going to die. Serena's the greatest of her generation, and Tiger still has a chance to beat Jack. Let's start the show. You guys know what this is? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, this is Deion Sanders, baby. No, I mean the backup singer. They would later form a little group called Destiny's Child. Perhaps you've heard of them. <laughs> Every member of SWV in the <laughs> SWV, that's a good call. <laughs> I haven't heard SWV in a minute, man. We are sitting here with the great Bill Dawes and friend of the show, Mike Falzone. How you guys doing? So good. It's the summer, baby. Do you know what happens today? Do you know why I'm playing this? Why? Preseason football starts today, baby. Oh, my God. Can it you makes, believe it? The makes Hall it of Fame like, game. Makes it feel like fall. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> this would be like the worst time of the summer. You know, I'd be glad football was starting up, but also like school commercials would be like right oh, yeah. there. Everybody's selling backpacks. And yeah, all right, already. God. Back to school sales. You go to Home Depot, they're selling shit for the fall. Oh my yeah. God, dude. Halloween things. Like being a kid, it's like, I don't know. It's like the worst thing you could see, like advertisements for Auschwitz, and you're like in Poland in 1938. I hated school. I just think it's like really school. excited to shop for for notebooks and, yeah, I and hated crazy it, pencils. Dude. I hated it. Crazy pencils? Crazy pencils. <laughs> Whatever. Crazy. What were the crazy <laughs> pencils? I don't remember crazy pencils. What was pencils. that company that made all the ones with the different, like Dr. Grip? And they made the fat ass pens. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try so hard with these pens. <laughs> we didn't have any of that shit, man. We had the smelly ones. You know what I mean? Like those ones that smell like orange and like, <laughs> oh, and like lemon. I would just sit there all day, just like, just like, oh yeah, those those shit, man. It smells so good, dude. Licorice pens. Do you oh remember the God. kid who came to school with a number three pencil? You're no, like, what's that? What you? I didn't even hell, know there was bro. a fucking. Yeah, dude. Pencil. He brought it in like from the black market. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's an artist. Yeah, charcoal <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think happened to Deion Sanders' rap career, by the way? Was this uh, the only thing that This is the culmination it? of it, pretty much, yeah. Wait, the culmination? Was yeah. this, his fir- this wasn't his this first was and the only? This is the, the first, the only, first and of all, the culmination. First he's not bad. He's not like, he's not like <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal bad. Yeah, well, Shaquille O'Neal's a two-time platinum-selling not- artist. You know what I mean? Is he really? Oh, yeah. Shaq Diesel, dude. Oh, God. He's Shaq better- used to move units. Like, he must move serious units. What was man. his song? Was it from Kabam or some shit? Uh, it's Genie? called... It's a Kazam. <laughs> it should have been called Kabam. This song man. is catchy AF, bro. You like it? Yeah. Well, you know what the amazing thing about this is? Deion Sanders' kid is also a rapper. <laughs> right now? You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Here's Do Deion I. Sanders' son. Check this out. I, wish I bet you he's good. <laughs> just what do you think? Just looking at this frame, Mike, what do you think? Is he good or not good? 
It's tough to really differentiate it from the first video. Okay. <laughs> 20 years Here, ago. Here's, here's, what happened to the trend of wearing a full like maroon suit with no clothes underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> that was the no limit look pioneered <laughs> by uh, Master P originally. Oh, yeah. uh, that was the shit. Here's Dion Sanders Jr. with Mob, Mob in featuring. His name is Dion Sanders Jr.? <laughs> His name is Dion oh, Sanders Oh, God. Jr. It's like, have you seen the name of George Foreman's kids? They're like George, George Georgina, well, George. LeBron's son is Bronny, right? Bronny, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I hate that I named him Bronny because it's like it gives him so much attention and pressure. Yeah. And then he goes out in the layup line and he's like doing 360 windmill dunks at like Bronny's game and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Here's Deion Sanders Jr. With Mobbin featuring. Please answer Brian. my question about what? the paper towels. Is that not what with paper the paper towels? Bronny paper towels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronny. The one with the Bronny. Uh, B-R-A-W-N. The lumberjack. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they've with changed. With a large gay gentleman. No, on no the they, wait, wait, wait. They've changed the packaging. So now it's a woman in plaid. Oh, really? It, really? Yeah. And it says, it says strength. The motto is strength has no gender. Oh, really? This sounds like something you would care about when we're not on the air. Yes. <laughs> strength does have no gender, unless you're talking about uh, opening pickle jars. And then 100% has to do with gender. They're so tough. Yeah, you know what else is tough? Fucking Deion Sanders Jr. Hell yeah. Speaking of segues. <laughs> yeah. Or moving furniture, because listen, women don't like to move furniture. There is. Or the audio's not working, because Tommy doesn't know what he's doing. Tommy, put down the crack pipe. Yo, Tommy, come here and fix this. Tommy, talk about your sex stories again, or I'm out of here. Tommy, do you have? You look like you could have some crazy sex stories because you're like, I'm, I'm skinny. I'm a male feminist. Uh, Did Tommy tell you about his his French sexcapades? What really? Oh, you guys just turn it up in the thing. Yeah, turn this up. Here it is. The first thirty seconds of this are fucking gold. Can you turn this up, Tommy? Can you turn it up? Can you turn? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like I, I feel like wait for it. You gotta hear these lyrical brilliance. Yeah, I'm back again. He's back again, guys. Dude, well, rappers uh, now kill the shit out of the hi hat. Oh, you know what y'all gonna say? That's constant hi hat. Listen. Lil Dion trying to do it all. Put the mic down. Go play football. Oh man, man, the skill's sad. He ain't never ever gonna be his dad. But I'm laid back. I don't really care. Got a yellow bone with some long hair. Well off, make him stop and stir. She wanna be my baby like a daycare. That's where I had to quit. What? <laughs> she Jake had to Kerr? be my baby like a daycare. That may be <laughs> the worst lyric in the history Wait, of rap Wait, did he say music. red bone with yellow hair? She was, yeah. Now, was red bone a phrase? Because I grew up with the phrase red bone. I'm actually confused on what red bone is. It's red like bone, a thicker woman of perhaps well, color. When I was in school back in the 1800s, um, <laughs> it was like whenever uh, – a black dude was banging a white chick. It was like you'd say, we'd call a her, you'd call her a red she bone. She would be the red bone. But yeah. That's so weird because I feel like whenever I see, it's like for a thicker woman who's like light skinned. Well, because she's with a black guy, so she's a thicker but like woman. Like light skinned, but like oh, light like a, skin, light not skin, but black. white. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ah, I don't know. Maybe red bone has evolved over the Tommy, years. Tommy, where do you stand on this issue? Look it up. Come fact check the for us. And okay? they used, you used to go to the club. You know, you guys ever been to the club with the DA? And uh, they'd start going, red bone, red bone. No. Red bone, red bone. I haven't been to the club. 
Yeah, went to the club. You probably went to the club. I the went club. to the club. But yeah, what's, your, what's your review on Deion Sanders Jr. as a rapper, as an artist, as a humanitarian? I was waiting, I was waiting for him to, the, to go into overdrive. Oh, you want the overdrive? I don't think it ever goes in overdrive. Because I, I feel like sometimes you could be like, I'm a laid back rapper on her and Kerr, but then you can fucking bust into that fucking Eminem mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, then I give props. I don't props. think there's an Eminem mode. He just what stays in that, that southern rich kid mode. Codeine mode, perhaps. You know what I mean? But no, it's a summer, baby. There is like a droning rap thing happening. Yeah, it is. Really? It's that called, it there's change. a name for it. It's called, uh, It's they're doing Valium. Who's that kid who does all the, f- Zanny? Zanny Pops or something? I don't know. Zanny? I just love Bill trying to be so young right now. It's I know. amazing. I mean, they have more than both it's of all that Zanny Pops. <laughs> you know the guy, <laughs> his, Zanny Pops, his name's like that? Little Zanny, and he does Xanax, and Lil he Zanny. fucking raps all about Xanax. I have no idea. And he's fucking great. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's going to suck. And then, like, ten, like five minutes, you're like mesmerized. You're kind of oh, really? sleepy. What his flow is kind of like, it's it gets really, you to that like it, calm. It's like kind of yeah, it's kind of like groggy. Like I'm tired right now, but like I still be fucking bitching. And, you're like, <laughs> and he's 12 years old. It's great, yeah, yeah, little yeah, yeah. Zanny. I got a nap around little three. Z- we gotta, <laughs> <laughs> little Zanny, we gotta get it. Around three. Hey, Tommy, can you pull up little Zanny? Oh Let's wait, you're not. Oh, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up Redbone. You know, I already got a assignment over here. Tommy's on so much. Xanax Get on the Xanax after the Redbone. Redbone, the correct terminology, is a black person who has red undertones in their hair and skin, usually light or light caramel, but not always. Boom. They just have connected. Nailed hair. it. Who's connected to the streets? Who watches, right. who watches, who watches too much person. porn here? Me or you? Huh? Which one oh, is good it? point. Is that a category in porn? Yeah, it's a porn category. Oh, jeez. Have you guys watched Xanax porn? <laughs> I'm sure that's a real thing. Tommy, can we get a check on Xanax porn, please? First of all, his name's Lil Xan. Lil Xan, or Lil Xanax is his name. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like, he's just on Xanax and he raps. Really? What's his hit What's his hit track? His hit song is, is Betrayed. Betrayed. Mm-hmm. So many Lil's in the rap game. Well, you yeah. know, it really comes from an older blues tradition. What, being Lil? Lil, yeah, that's like all the guys back in the day were like, Lil Mike, Lil Will. I remember Lil Peep, Lil Peep died of Xanax overdose. Definitely don't look up Xanax porn. (laughs) Tommy, (laughs) that's an experienced voice. Not a definition, just a lot of videos. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It's just a messy search. Are they they awake? Uh, It's all all Bill Cosby. It's all Bill Cosby. Hey, yeah. Oh shit, I fucked it up. Hey, uh, hey guys. Really, oh, he's right. white. He's not right. He's like he's like Mexican or something. And he's got like three Z's under one of his eyes. They, asked, they were interviewed. They interviewed. So they said, "What do you think about Tupac Shakur?" He goes, "He's boring." Oh, that's the guy. That's the guy who said Tupac is boring. He's fourteen. He's allowed. So he's allowed to think adults are boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're that old guy I trying mean, to be cool at the party, but you guys heard of little Zad? You guys know this little Zad, everybody? Zed. He takes Xanax. Yeah. You know that's a benzine. One of my one of my favorite summer moments was uh, Shaq had an EDM concert, which is an amazing sentence in itself. In a very, it's like, hello, hello, fellow kids. Like an EDM, let's vine. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, man. But apparently, like, Steve Aoki and Diplo and A-Track, whoever that is, were there. But it was Gronk who stole the spotlight on stage, dancing and dancing and doing his best magic mic 
on like a pair of speakers that I'm sure are the envy of every middle-aged woman in the greater New England area. <laughs> you know, like at one point, Gronk starts hip thrusting and Shaq warns him that he's going to impregnate somebody in the audience. Dude, they do and love him. All oh, the middle-aged ladies in love the Gronk. Shaq yeah. loves him too. A lot. Why is it so quiet? How come nobody told... Tommy, can you turn this shit up? Is every video getting softer? Who's this? Gronk, you gonna get somebody pregnant? Cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shaq yelling, hey, Gronk. I'm Shaq, gonna change all my to AIM right tones Gronk, to be that. Somebody pregnant? Cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't Shaq done like stand up too? Well, he has stand-up shows where he just like hosts and then he like curates the lineup or whatever. They're on oh, Showtime. He, he curates the he lineup. He curates <laughs> the lineup. Yeah. Blake Griffin five times. I wish people would yell at me. Now, like is that Blake Griffin like? Is he like really like a talented guy in acting and stand-up and stuff, or is it just he's like decently, he's in the sketches and stuff? He's, he's decently. Funny. He's done stand-up here. We have a Laugh Factory video of him doing yeah. stand-up. He's decently okay. Like he's comfortable on the stage and everything. Yeah. He's pretty yeah. good. He's did not he bad. get a video on is the YouTube channel before I did? He did get a video on the YouTube channel. <laughs> We're going to get Mike on the YouTube channel. We're going to get yeah. you on the YouTube channel. Let's do that. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's get you on the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, But you're a sexy dancer, man. Nobody nobody ever yells that to me, you're going to get somebody pregnant. Like when Bill dances, he's sexy. Like when I dance, people say, that guy's definitely masturbating. I've never seen tonight. you d- dance. Exactly. There's a reason for that. I've seen you dance. Holy shit. I've seen this guy go Latino. Is that good? Yeah, I, that we went to the Salsa Expo. I was sick. I was like, all right, let me just bust some shit out. I just went out there. He was like, what the fuck? You let see me, how he started to be I was sick. Let me out. just like, he's like, Jordan, game six. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Flu game. Let me put on my favorite sneakers and Bill dance the dance, sickness man. Out. He's like those Latino dudes. He's got those double jointed hips and shit. Like, my <laughs> shit doesn't move like Where'd that. Where'd you learn you how to dance, Bill? Well, it's a long story. Okay. When I was born... No, uh... Well, I was a professional breakdancer back in the day. That's oh, how I shit. started. Yeah, because yeah. you know, uh, you actually have a really effeminate trained background. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything everything <laughs> well, I like is very feminine. Yeah, I like yoga. I like the dance. I like the theater. I like soft clothes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like candles, moonlight. Who doesn't like soft clothes? Why is that just the feminine thing? Some Who's guys, walking around? Like, I need my shirt hardest. Some, <laughs> some guys they get uncomfortable when they're t- touching soft I want things. To I want a burlap sack that says affliction. No, but on I'd it. wear like, like my tits for bleed. real. Like I was the first guy wearing microfiber. You know? Hell yeah! What's that thread microfiber. count? <laughs> What's your thread count at? Do you pay, do you own a male romper? A male romper? I would. I would. You should rock one of those on Buy, stage, bro. I would. F- f- sure. Yeah. Cooper has a romper, I think. But Bill's, like some guys are capable of like picking up women on the dance floor just by their sheer ability to dance. I think Bill's yeah. one of those. Well, guys. you got to talk yes. with your body. I'm yes, sure yeah. you'll agree. Bill was, can go gronk. That was my closer. That was your closer? Dancing? Yeah. 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 If, if we were out in the bar and me and you were competing and a song came on that was danceable, see yeah, ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a dance game. I could just do like that mid-2000s dance where everyone just kind of like grinding and just like, you know, kind of yeah. bouncing. Like, you need that's so my many move. other people to That's yeah. my movie. Okay. Just do one of these. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all you need to do, really. Just like a little day. bounce. If you got a little, girl who's hyper. A finger wag. Oh, yeah. The girls do all the fucking if the work. The girls like doing like the twerk. The girls do all the fucking work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad says, when you dance, the girl does all the work. Your hips should only go forward or backwards. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> just forward or backwards. Don't, yeah. thanks, don't let me catch don't your put hips any drifting to the side. God forbid. That was Indiana in the 80s, baby. You know what I mean? One other person who got their Gronk on this summer was definitely Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, who went on a very high-profile date that was stalked the whole way. Uh, 
Jimmy, this is from TMZ. QB Jimmy Garoppolo definitely appreciates a woman with experience because he went on date Wednesday night with one of the biggest porn stars in the world. Hello. 26-year-old Jimmy G and Kiara Mia hit up Avro Restaurant in oh, Beverly Hills. she does a lot of Xanax porn. Were they, <laughs> <laughs> were first they call back in, the evening? First call back the evening. Ding, ding, ding. Where they walked arm in arm and toasted with wine together at the dinner table. At the end of the date, the two uh, walked to a waiting car together. Jimmy had a big smile on his face. <laughs> Jimmy had a big boner. And Kiara's <laughs> IG account might explain why. Or actually, it was Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's. So they go to the car, and the timestamp, you know, it's just one of those black ones that has the has the uh, the writing on it. And he writes, "Yeah!" Exclamation! Exclamation! What's says, Kiara? What? What time is it when she pulls the scrunchie off her <laughs> wrist and puts her hair up? No. Yeah. So Jimmy G's live tweeting this blowjob. He's getting from a boy in Beverly Hills. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was not his idea. In his car. In his fucking car, bro. In his car, man. Kiara what? Oh, wow. Kiara Mia. Yeah. yeah. He put that shit out there, bro. It's like one thing when you put Wait, it out yourself. Yeah. Is that prostitution if it's a porn star in the back no, of the car? No, she's free to do what no, she wants. This is a date, a romantic date. You know, prost- or prost- <laughs> porn stars have like relationships and shit too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like one thing to put out there yourself. It's another one when, it, when it's just out there and you didn't like put it out there. Like Rams quarterback Jared Goff. He had a group chat message leaked out (laughs) where he was speaking of head coach Sean McKay's uh, girlfriend. And Goff, who's a starting quarterback, simply stated, quote, and quote, I would pipe Sean's girlfriend. Oh, no. Was he in the group chat? A statement match in its brevity only by its accuracy. No, he was not in the group chat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know that. I cannot confirm whether or not it's Sean McKay. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. If he's in the chat, then it's kind of like, you know, you're Was the thing like he was in the chat, but he thought he was texting to one person, but he didn't? No, it was like he was in the group chat. Everyone's Mm. chatting, him and friends in the chat. And then one of the motherfuckers in the group chat, like, send it to TMZ or some shit like that. Oh, what an asshole. Oh, that's a bad yeah, person. yeah, yeah. That's a bad friend, right? Yeah. But also, if you say that you would pipe someone, it means you probably have a pretty big dick. Because otherwise, you, you would. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to say I would pipe someone unless you're rocking some that's hard not, I don't Yeah, know. that's not tight dick language. <laughs> small honestly. dick energy. Honestly, I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. What What does a small dick man would, say uh, when he's getting ready? I would totally. I would fuck her. I would bone her. <laughs> bone. I'd bone her. I'd bone, bone her. I'd fuck her. I'd slam my hips I would into her. I would do her. So, I rammed her so fucking hard, bro. You should have seen it. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd fuck her so I'm hard. Pretty, I, she when said, you have a small dick, you got to fuck her really hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she can. When you have a huge dick, you're going to pipe her. <laughs> oh pipe her, dude. I'm uncomfortable. That's kind of scary. I would pipe her. So do you pipe or do you? Huh? Do you pipe or do you? Is there, what's do you in the middle? Bro? What's in the middle between piping? Love. <laughs> I make love, bro. I definitely make love. I make love in soft garments. <laughs> my sheets are barely there. I would pipe Sean's girlfriend. Yeah, it was my second favorite golf moment. Like they were at Hard Knocks last year, and he didn't know which direction of the sky the sun rose in, which is really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. They Wait, so he didn't know he didn't know where he didn't know what east was. He didn't know sunrise in the north. Everyone how, knows that or anything. It's like this really disturbing trend with athletes like Kyrie Irving. That they're dumb. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. He's graduated from Duke or went to Duke. Thinks like the Earth is like flat and shit. Yeah, but athletes in college don't need to. If they're anything like the athletes that I went to college with, they don't need to do jack shit. Yeah, they just major in communications. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but actually, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, I went to IU, and I had friends who would paint dorms in the summer. And IU's a really big basketball school, if you don't know. And what all the, bath- the basketball athletes would do, they would all stick around for summer school. They wouldn't go to class or... Um, they wouldn't show up to the jobs. They would just show up to paint the dorms. They would clock in, and they would just collect all that money. And it was, mm-hmm. ended up being like twelve or fifteen grand for the summer. It wasn't that bad. Damn player, player. Um, what a smart system. Player, player. I had to um, paint fire hydrants around campus once because I was on probation. <laughs> what but color did you, you get have on to probation? Paint Yellow. Yellow. Fire hydrants. <laughs> Aren't fire hydrants red? red? Fire hydrants. Now where I'm from, you guys. I don't know if you heard about Connecticut, but it's a little left of center. <laughs> Must be the money. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> it's yeah. made of gold. Yeah. I had to paint the fires in gold leaf. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know why anyone would want to be famous these days. Like, if you're an athlete, all this shit leaks. Like, all your shit is out there. I think it was more fun in the 1960s. You're like Arnold Palmer. Yeah. The Sports Illustrated and Esquire writers are protecting you. They're partying with you. They're at the Playboy Club with you in the back room. It's not like this like weird. But now it's like now. Jamie Jamie Fox dick slaps a girl and, and the face gets reported and it's already out of the news in like a week because there's so much crazy shit that comes out. Yeah. I had a friend. I'm not going to name names. He's on a reality show. <laughs> he is on a reality show, and some girl just outed him for saying, hey, you want some of this dick on Instagram? Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, my life is over. I'm like, nobody's going to fucking care. Yeah, yeah, if it was an honest question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course, they would do anything. You just asked an honest question. Would you question. like penis? I'm really yeah. wondering. Would you yeah. like some of this penis? penis? Yes, yes or no? That's the thing. It's, it was a Twitter poll. Are we going to be held... And I was about to like contact this girl on Instagram and be like, why would the fuck would you? And I thought about like, oh my God, all she'd have to do is screenshot that, post it. And then some ex from mine would be like, he sent me a dick pic seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm not, I don't get a guest spot in Bones. Yeah. yeah. See? And then the career trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> totally I don't, I don't, my co-star in NCS doesn't happen. So <laughs> then what? But actually, it was still, well, none of that shit matters until you're famous or get famous. It's you only when you're really it, famous, too. It's like, remember when Trevor Noah got that Daily Show job? And then they go and find everything. You know what I mean? But, he made a sexist joke on Twitter. Can you believe it? Yeah, mm. I know. He said, like, women are different than men. Oh, God. Which is pig. not true, by the way. I know. It's not, Everyone's the same. Yeah. Gender is a social construct, and I just wish people would get that. Are you right? There are no guys who are even better than any guys or vice versa. Yeah. Here's Jared Goff. <laughs> Everyone's the about same the person. Yeah. Are people giving Jared Goff shit? I'll say is quarterbacks historically are usually pretty smart. <laughs> if I asked you the ones I where the sun to rises and where the sun sets, can you tell me? Yeah. Well, tell me. Rises in the east, sets in the west. Oh, it does? Okay. Well, I so happen, to, I happen to ask Jared Goff where the sun rises and where the sun sets, no, and he said he wasn't sure. You're serious? You don't know. Everybody knows you never go full retard. I know now. <laughs> and you'll never forget now. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just think, like, people don't know shit anymore. You know well, what I mean? it depends on the season. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where the sun rises? Yeah. Where? Behind my apartment. In the, in the fucking sky, <laughs> I don't right? get to see it until it's gone. Well, yeah. What if you're in Sweden? It's midnight yeah, sun. I know. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Social media kind of sucks. But I think the other big news uh, this summer was Jerry Jones saying that he was going to start punishing people for the anthem. Thing. He said players will have to toe the line during the anthem. His son, Cowboys executive vice president Stephen Jones, went a step further Thursday, saying players should stand if they want to be a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. And adding that players would face punishment if they chose to stay in the locker room for the end. This is so stupid. Like, 
Jerry Jones didn't care about this a year ago when he was thought, thought he was going to get shit, like if he was like, oh, going against their First Amendment rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the overall thing is none of these people are moral paragons. Jerry Jones isn't a moral paragon. There's like no. 27 really moral people left in the United States. Like you don't make them like that. But it's not more. I saw Mr. <laughs> Rogers, okay? If a guy named Mr. Rogers walked around wearing cardigans today talking about how much he liked kids, people would start talking, you know, unless they went to Penn State. And, you know, they'd probably probably be right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you are burying Mr. Rogers right now. But I'm just saying you couldn't have. Best documentary of the year, by the way. You couldn't have Mr. Rogers today. There's like, you can't have people like that. Yeah, people would be too fishy. I love kids. It would be like so fucking fishy. We're not as moral in certain ways as we used to be. It's not as earnest. You know what I mean? Everyone Mm. is flawed, man. That's what people forget. But here's the thing about the national anthem thing. We've talked about this. All right. Are you going to go all fucking Ben Shapiro on me? No, I'm not going to go Ben Shapiro. (laughs) But I'm saying like, if it's your brand, like Miss America, if you that's like they have a brand. So being a brand ambassador, you have a certain... And right. you're, if you're a Dallas Cowboy, obviously subjugation of a, another race is part of your brand because, you know, Cowboys and Indians. So, um, <laughs> no, but in a, way, in a way, I'm kind of like, you know, it is kind of the brand of the NFL and the Cowboys is like patriotism and all that shit. So America's I'm not saying that, yeah, in America, well, I'm yeah, not well, saying I mean, it's those right. Those say they are being patriotic. They're not protesting the flag. They're protesting people getting shot. But other, other companies ha- make you... W- uh, work according well, the to what NFL they think their is brand a public is. Comic. I don't think they. I don't even think they pay taxes, or they just recently started pay taxes. Yeah, but the flag represents your right to to exactly. protest. Exactly. I, and I'm 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 with it on on that fully. Like I just think it's dumb. Like people like the president or Jerry Jones get to dictate morality. Like they're like fucking Pope Francis or something, mm-hmm. or that they actually ever stand for anything. Like Jerry Jones has scandals too, and they're pretty fucking hilarious. Do you yeah. know when Jerry Jones got? Uh, caught up with some dude claiming he was God who ended up taking pictures of him with women oh. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to this. Yeah, Listen but he's this. always stood for the anthem. He's always stood for the anthem, right? Uh, Jerry Jones never sat down. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what the fuck a chair is. Jerry Jones got osteoporosis. Impossible <laughs> to take a knee, Jerry Jones. <laughs> that motherfucker hates sitting, man. He has weak knees. He hates sitting, bro. <laughs> Yeah, he fucking hates, hates it. Bro. Yeah, that's why he doesn't want to kneel because he can't ever get well, up. I think that motherfucker, bro, he hates his sitting, bro. No <laughs> With Dallas Cowboys owner uh, Jerry Jones is currently at the center of a mini scandal following the release of photographs which showed him groping a young woman and receiving simulated head. Speak- <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of him kneeling and shit, right? Oh. While these photos just came to light, one man from the Dallas area (laughs) by the name of Frank Hoover, and this guy's out of fucking mind, is claiming that the pictured incidents took place in 2011 as part of an extortion plot. Hoover's story is a tale involving astronomy, pie, Apple TV. (laughs) (laughs) What? And the claim, that sounds like a delicious scandal. <laughs> and the claim that he is the son of God and that oh, God. God sent him to Jones. And Hoover, so he sent out what he did is he sent out this big manifesto, speaking of group chats, and he sent it to Jerry Jones being like, yo, I'm the son of God and you're being extorted. Here are these photos. But he accidentally sent it to like everybody. So like, Oops. This, yeah, yeah. 
So this guy's crazy manifesto came out, and he's like, this is what he writes in it. God gave me these photos, and I was given a choice. I could sell them and ruin your life in the media, make millions, and tell my story. Or I could hold them in secret and suffer until I reached you. So I gave my own life to save yours. It's a bold statement. And the next statement is even bolder. It may scare you, but you have to believe in who I am. Wait a minute. Can we pause for a second? (laughs) I know this. Yeah, go ahead. So the first son of God gave his life to forgive all of humanity. And the second son of God... Wanted um, to give his life to protect Jerry Joe. <laughs> God loves the cowboys. <laughs> you know get off your knee. God loves the cowboys. <laughs> Even in church. No one kneels. <laughs> he goes, I know this because I am the son of God and he sent me to you. Jerry, you and the cowboys are the star. We will ride, We will use to light oh my, my path. If this doesn't make sense, here's a little package, audio package together that oh, explains great, the whole you. thing. Good. Since a couple compromising photos of him having a chuckle with two young females in a restroom were released on Twitter. In a restroom? Yeah, she's not wearing any pants in the restroom. Look, she's like sitting on the toilet. Jerry Jones is there next to him wearing the suit or whatever. His pants are like unbuckled. Yeah, but if you'll notice, no one is kneeling. Yeah. (laughs) Look, she's clearly kneeling. She's definitely kneeling, and he's definitely not wearing any pants. But it's like what? That, it's like that rich man in the champagne look, uh, the champagne room look, <laughs> yeah. because he has the Oxford shirt unbuttoned with <laughs> the yeah, suit yeah, jacket yeah. on top of and it. And you know he but, didn't unbutton it himself. Yeah, and the and his pants are just completely around his ankles. <laughs> he's and shuffling. You know, and you know how long those like shirt tails are on those Oxford yeah. shirts and shit. <laughs> He looks real classy, guys. He looks real white man classy. Holy shit, man. Yeah, but uh, here it is. The whole story's so bizarre. Room were released on Twitter. The photos were released by genuine Texan weirdo Frank Hoover. What along is this with voice? his manifesto. <laughs> just something in which he appears to think he's sending the photos to Jones privately. Oops. According to Hoover, Jones <laughs> was set up in 2011, and the photos were taken for blackmail by a guy named 24K. Oh, yeah. Heavy on the influence. He does appear to be from Dallas and goes by 24K. 24K, baby. Because 24K lived with him and had a sideline and hacked Apple TV boxes. And here's a photo of Apple TV boxes from 24K's Facebook page. (laughs) Whoopee. Then, because Hoover is the son of God, God gave him the photos of Jones getting freaky. But the date was March 14th, Pi Day, meaning Hoover had to go on the run. I'm sure Jerry Jones' wife of 50 years, Jean, will be glad Hoover kept the photos away from TMZ. Neither Jerry Jones nor the Cowboys have commented on the photos or Hoover's manifesto because reading it makes you crazy too. Dude, I yeah. But I, as like, much as I want to believe all this, anyone with that voice is the least. Crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but this is this is like well reported and shit. Like, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I this just is, don't trust the this guy. Is, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened, and, and I was there. <laughs> well, you know what the voice is? It's just, this is like one of those like Korean news things. So it's like a Korean guy trying to sound American, giving his American and. <laughs> oh, Gerald Jones. Yes. Gerald Jones. But it's like, these motherfuckers aren't moral at all. You know what I mean? Just be who you are. That was a long way to go. Just say that Jerry Jones is a scumbag. (laughs) I know, bro. He could have cut 15 minutes out of this. (laughs) It's like, what are your bits, Bill? You know what I'm saying? Hey, come on, guys. Guys, really? This is a sports podcast. Oh. (laughs) Save it for the bits podcast. (laughs) Save it for the roast battle. But yeah, man, and, and drunk Jerry Jones is actually pretty fun. I mean, drunk here's drunk Jerry Jones 
talking shit about Bill Parcells and Tim Tebow. He said he only hired Bill Parcells to sell T-shirts, and the motherfucker can't do shit. You oh, know what shit. I mean? Bill Parcells does have the biggest fupa, male fupa in sports. It's impressive. Really? Oh, my God. Let him huge. have his fupa. You know I know. Him? Jesus Christ. You know those old guys wear those... Um, <laughs> those... Uh, uh. Uh, is that an energy drink? That's the biggest energy drink I've ever seen. It's in my called life. Bang. <laughs> bang Yo, I like to bang chicks, bro. <laughs> this one's called Pipe. I don't pipe chicks. <laughs> you do I drink have a can of pipe before I pod. A random assortment of energy drinks <laughs> I've ever seen. Like one day, one of them will work. <laughs> Does it taste good or is it a necessity? Try some. This is lemon I don't drop. That, man. This tastes always. What are you bad. vegan? No, but I just had one of those tiny little double ex- espresso things. Double what? Cause from Starbucks, like a coffee drink. No, Yo, guys, Whole this Foods. Is, don't mean to brag, guys. This is sports. Let's this, this this not talk really about Whole Foods. <laughs> Can we talk about Air One? Jerry Jones drunk talking shit about Bill Parcells and Tebow. It just tastes like somebody oh, dumps stevia a into a shirt. Sure. <laughs> he almost never got in, and he almost got. Tebow would never hit the. What if you were the Jaguars, sir? Would you just recruit, just draft him to some uh, fucking uh, jersey? That's the only reason I brought in Bill Parcells. Some family fucking reason. That's what it is, not right? Shit. I love him. Yeah, I know you. He's not worth shit, but I wanted a position. They were on my ass so bad about Jay's got to have a yes man. So to get this fucking statement, he <laughs> could bring his ass. But well, you would, you wouldn't take Chivo in the third round. Why? You never get on the field. I can't get it. <laughs> Why? Why? You never get you on get... the field. Like, I like the way Jeff Sessions and Jerry Jones talk. Yeah. The things Dude. that they were saying weren't so terrible. Yeah. Dude, Jeff Sessions looks like a little cowboy puppet. <laughs> like a cowboy puppet without a hat. <laughs> you know? Like a, you can pull a little He's string. Like a, cute little man. You know what I mean? He's like a cute little man. You yeah. know, you just want to show shucks. Put him in your He looks like a Keebler oh, elf that owns black people. He looks totally <laughs> like a fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The racist Keebler elves. <laughs> they never show where the black people are in the Keebler elf commercials. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What do you of think? course not. Huh? What do you name think? one black elf. I can't name any of the Keebler elves. <laughs> name one elf, come to think of it. <laughs> Toby from uh, the claymation one. <laughs> oh, that's right. I want to be a dentist. Here's the kind of video you can expect when Jerry Jones makes uh, drunk videos for you at weddings. This dude is like... <laughs> He has so many like scandalous videos, even just videos out, and he's the the moral police. Southerners when they're drunk That's, are hilarious. Yes, <laughs> these are the two things I'm trying to say at the same time. And thank you for saying them back to back. Okay, we're your highlighters this episode. And Jennifer, Jennifer, congratulations on the winning. Wedding. He's doing a speech. Yeah, you know he's with a black girl tonight, don't you? Oh my God. You know what? Oh, After man. hearing that, like everyone should kneel. I agree. I'm right? with you now. Yeah. You're with me now. You see that? Kinda, yeah. You see it's that? Shitty. It's mm-hmm. shitty, right? It's stupid. And it's just the sheer fact of saying you can't, like, it would already be over. Okay, but what if you? Alone. What if instead of kneeling, you lie down? Would that be okay? Yeah, I don't care. What if you lie down, lift your knees up, and lift <laughs> fart <laughs> during it? I mean, seriously, we're we're at slippery slope ground. Where's it then? I think uh, next, you know, people will be marrying dogs and cats. Probably. I am sick you know and tired. Saying? All you light when you farts li- when you light a fart, them. it's a blue flame to represent your love for cops. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, he's why he started kneeling, right? Is because 
he started doing the hand up or something. Mm-hmm. And then he had that whole conversation with the Navy SEAL guy. And the Navy SEAL guy was like, I really think you should kneel, bro. That would be the respectful way to do it. And yeah. Kaepernick was like, okay. And they had ESPN play their sappy packages where they get Jeremy Schapp to play the violin music. Mm-hmm. And that's when they came together and they found an understanding. So like he already did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that was supposed to be the solution, and everybody lauded it. And then Trumpy came in and was just like, oh, my poll numbers are shit. Why the yeah. fuck Everyone does look the over president here. care about a game? Because he has to distract from other things. It's because a win- remember, it's a culture he, he tried him. to do the USFL. He was, like, the main investor in USFL. He ruined He it. tried to take down the NFL, and he, and he lost. He, he ruined the so USFL. So he has constant, like, sense Thing of vengeance against the NFL. NFL. Anything yeah. that best – it seems like anything that bested him at some point. That's why he hates Obama oh, yeah. so much because of that fucking – And, and yeah. Jeff – and Amazon. He's going after Amazon. Only you know, because, because of, of the Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bezos. But anyways, I love Southern drunk people at weddings. Oh, they're the best. And I think, like, uh, <laughs> not to sound like too much of an old bald guy, but, like, YouTube and video is amazing, and I can just say – because never before could we hear like an owner of a team drunk at a wedding. And because yeah. we have YouTube, we can also hear what a future yeah. president sounds like coked and, up and, and drunk at yeah. a wedding. Do you want to hear that? Yeah. And by the way, if you you're, if you're that, in your future if president coked up and drunk at a wedding. If you're in your 50s and you're Southern you're drunk at a wedding, you will say black guy at one point. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Ah. That uh, solidifies uh, the nuptials uh, if somebody says something racist <laughs> by the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Anyways, this may be my favorite video in the history Is this George of Bush? Yeah, he's like drunk and coked oh, up. Oh, I've, I've seen this before. This George Bush is the best. Yes, like anything you know, only in America. Only in America would a couple like that be allowed to unite. Only Beautiful people, yes. Beautiful people. God bless America. God bless America, yes. This being an election year, you know they're wonderful people. Fine taxpayers. This guy snowed out of his fucking mind. Do I know any stories about? Yeah, no, give I don't. Us no. One little very mundane people, but well, give me one little story about Jamie. Very boring. Know. Very boring person. <laughs> but a wonderful person. But very boring. Any Mike Weiss stories? Mike Weiss. Very boring person. Hates to drink, doesn't like to smoke. <laughs> All around kind of guy. Very athletic, loves to run, fine golfer. And Kelly Weiss. Kelly, very skinny fella, marathon runner, hates to drink. Only in America could a guy like him even find work. <laughs> Nancy Weiss, very slim person, loves to run marathons. Only in America could anybody call her mom. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Hey, that's amazing. Like, we didn't get to hear Abraham Lincoln blowing rails in the bathroom at the Gettysburg Address. Yeah. Or, like, JFK motorboating Marilyn Monroe during the Cuban Missile Crisis. That would have been yeah. so amazing. Yeah. You know the theater, I mean? yes. Sit up in the balcony, no. Yes. <laughs> He's a great rudder. He's a fantastic rudder. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. But, uh, holy shit. But, uh, I love that clip because uh, it reminds me of another one of my favorite guys who used to live in Texas, even he isn't a Texan, is Hunter Thompson. Hunter Thompson has the best George Bush story ever. He told it to The Independent in 2004. Thompson said he remembered meeting Bush at uh, his Super Bowl party in Houston in 1974. And if you don't know Hunter Thompson, he's the great, uh, great author and journalist who really changed the way. Um, people approach long-form journalism. He's probably most well-known for Gonzo. For Gonzo journalism. Born. Fear, okay. fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> was a movie porn. based on one of his books. That's the character's actually Hunter Thompson. I remember in high school I had a friend. I said, what are you going for? It's Halloween. He said, I'm going as Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> You're like, like you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Jonathan S. Thompson. Jonathan S. Jonathan S. Thompson. <laughs> so, oh, shit. 
Oh, Tommy! God. Tommy. I'm good. back, Tommy. We're, good. we're back. We're okay, back. Tommy. It was close. close uh, so, Tommy, stay there for a second. Tommy, stay there. <laughs> so Thompson had a Super Bowl party in Houston in 1974. He said that Bush was, quote, with a guy who had come to sell, but then he cut himself off. Look, Hunter Thompson said, I'm going to put this next sentence on the record. Let's just say that a friend of mine was buying cocaine. I have friends in Houston from all the walks of life, lawyers, professional men. Bush was hanging around with this crowd of what you might call gilded coke dilettantes. Thompson said the future president had left an indelible impression on him. He knew I was at the time because I had a reputation as a writer, Thompson said. I knew he was part of the Bush dynasty, but he was nothing. He offered nothing and he promised nothing. He had no humor. He was insignificant in every way, and consequently, I didn't pay much attention to him. But when he passed out in my bathtub, then I noticed him. I'd been in another room talking to the bright people. I had to have him taken away. <laughs> what? Yeah, so Tom, or Bush got all coked up and drunk at his party in 1974 and passed out in his bathtub, and Hunter Thompson had to call the Bush people because uh-huh. he's all connected politically yeah, to yeah. come and pick up their kid oh from his fucking God. party, man. You know what I mean? Come get your kid out of the bathroom. Just don't please. kneel at the fucking national anthem. Yeah, don't kneel, please. bro. Yeah, that's bro. the whole don't point. Don't respectfully bro. kneel. Don't kneel, bro. Yeah. Don't kneel. But I don't even remember this, but back in the day, people used to sing along the national And then people wouldn't sing. They would get shit for not singing. Mm-hmm. And then people would get shit for not putting their hand over their heart. Yeah. And then yeah. it became, okay, you can just stand there and like do what, nothing. Like it used to be like a, like a much so, more. Like, uh, you see a lot more formal. So I feel like there's going to be a point where. People are going to be just, I don't know. Have you heard the announcement before it recently? Because now they what? say, please at least take off your hat. <laughs> <laughs> Over the loudspeaker. <laughs> please, uh, we're begging you to at least take off your hat <laughs> during the singing of the national anthem. Please just don't scratch your balls yeah. during the words out of this great Oh, remember when Roseanne did that, the, the oh, baseball yeah. game? Oh, nobody remember, And she was the worst. And that was like, oh, oh, my yeah, God, yeah, how yeah, dare yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People know. have I, been weird about the national anthem for years. Well, for, we have better songs. It's not even the best. Oh, American it's a terrible song. song. It's it doesn't even make it sense. It isn't like verse three, like and if a black man runs away, <laughs> you would chase him with a fork. That is verse no three. No one ever actually. gets the verse. You three. Should, I swear to God, you should hear how Beyonce. You should hear how Beyonce I, hits that high note though. It's really no. She fucking I gets I, it. I, yeah. I know. I'm like it's not, it's not that. Perfect. But the the third verse is like super racist. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know what it is. Tommy, you got that? Yeah, Tommy, you have that one, Tommy. Tommy, you have it memorized, right? Yeah, that Tommy. What's the third verse? I'm a patriot, but give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> you went to France recently, Tommy. You ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, who would go to gay France if they're a real yeah, American? Man? Hey, you don't go to France if you're an American. <laughs> when you went to France, they teach you how to unbutton your shirt three buttons down like that. <laughs> Poor Tommy. Uh, hey man, uh, it's hot in here. Just living my life. Tommy's a great guy. Tommy's a great, Tommy's show. great guy. Women, please date him. Please right. date Tommy. Tommy, Tommy must get Tommy. laid. I don't know. Tommy, you're not getting laid? Tommy told the whole story. Do you have I thought, any I thought like I thought like nerds get laid now. I don't mean like you're a nerd, but like come on. You know? <laughs> Tommy yeah, does I'm look Tommy looks But like, like you're but like nerds now. are like the shit now. Like That's why true. not? It's your yeah. time, Tommy. Oh, thank God. When's the last time you got laid, Tommy? About time. <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to think of a number that sounds reasonable. <laughs> I don't know about a week, a month ago. Know, like a week, a month, uh, two years Tom ago. Tom is a good-looking guy. Let's go get, let's go get him laid. Get Tommy laid. I don't, you know, I don't go out there that much. I just okay. do open mics and comedy shows. Oh, he just hits you're on, never going to find Mike, can we give him some of your backsplash or something like that? Yeah, that's fine. Mike, do you, Mike is married. Yeah, do you like people who know I'm married and don't hit on me at all? <laughs> is, that your, is that your thing? 
Do you like dudes who really respect my work? <laughs> <laughs> Always interested in new friends. Tommy, what's the perfect? I got you covered. What's the nerdiest thing about you, Tommy? Uh, oh, that's that's tough. I don't know. Okay. I, well, we give you these opportunities. Like to shine you read, you read comic. Like is is that the the the, the standard? Like, like comic the books. Essential. Is that Have the you thing ever or video stuck games? Your finger up your ass, Tommy. I be honest. Write cartoons. I've never stuck my finger up my ass. Oh, Not that's even a just yes. To see. see the way he I mean, was just I'm a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking a deep <laughs> wipe. You know what I mean? That's different. Wait, you guys still wipe? Who doesn't shower after a poop? <laughs> Hell on. yeah. Well, that is the new science now. Is that you should not wipe? Is that you should shower or clean with water? Yeah, that's why I went to France to get a bidet. He wanted to get an authentic bidet, <laughs> so he took a trip abroad. That power that fire hose bidet. <laughs> Call Chad. He got a real clean butthole. He got a clean butthole. You know, you can say any comment you want. It could be racist, sex. If you say it with a southern accent, <laughs> you get away with it. Right? How is that? If you live like here. what? Give us an example. Um, I don't know. I was I was driving today from the airport and I got cut off by a black man. Bye. That sounds how, fun. How do Southern people make fun of? How do Southern people make fun of, man. <laughs> people make fun of uh, Northern people or uh, Yankees, Tommy? Hey, what you gonna uh, do, huh? Hey, what? Oh, uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Everyone's. Is it true you guys learn about yeah, the exactly. Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression? Because no. <laughs> I've heard that taught in certain ways. <laughs> I mean, Perhaps. Go ahead. It depends who you ask, but not in. Federal Wait, school. where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> North Carolina. Not North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Raise right. up and take your shirt off. I heard you guys have Ric like Flair a on a coin. Is that true? <laughs> is that true, Tommy? Perhaps one of the best <laughs> indictments. What? Ric Flair on, is on your quarter, your commemorative quarter. Um. Oh, yeah, that is true. Okay, that's mm-hmm. nice. Where are you from Virginia? I'm from Virginia, yes. No. You're from Tommy, where are you from? North Carolina. North Carolina. Would you say one of the hallmark events of the South is the Kentucky Derby? Uh, for sure. For sure, yeah. I think yeah. one of the greatest riding passages on the Kentucky Derby is Hunter Thompson. He captures uh, that part of the Kentucky Derby really fucking well. Uh, what started Gonzo Journalism was an article called The Kentucky Derby is Decadent and Depraved. Mm. Uh he ended up not covering the event at all, getting really fucked up and dropping a bunch of acid and doing a bunch of yay and shit. And like his editor, um, he faced with a deadline without any coherent story for his editors. Thompson began tearing pages from his notebook, numbering them and sending them to the magazine. The resulting story and the manic first person subjectivity that characterized it was the beginning of the gonzo style of journalism. So it happened as a complete accident. So he went to go cover the Kentucky Derby, didn't end up covering it all. He ended up covering the event. And this is just a great passage, and really it hallmarks what kind of a writer he was and what he was like. And here's how it goes. And unlike most of the others in the press box, we didn't give a hoot in hell what was happening on the track. We had come there to watch the real beast perform. He had done a few good sketches, but so far we hadn't seen that special kind of face that I felt we would need for the, last, for the lead drawing. It was a face I'd seen a thousand times at every derby I'd ever been to. I saw it in my head as a mask of the whiskey gentry. A pretentious mix of booze, failed dreams, and a terminal identity crisis. The inevitable result of too much inbreeding in a closed and ignorant culture. One of the key genetic rules in breeding dogs, horses, or any other kind of thoroughbred is that close inbreeding tends to magnify the weak points in a bloodline as well as the strong points. In horse breeding, for instance, there's a definite risk in breeding two very fast horses who are both a little crazy. The offspring will likely be very fast, 
and also very crazy. So the trick in breeding thoroughbreds is to retain the good traits and filter out the bad. But the breeding of humans is not so wisely supervised, particularly in a narrow southern society where the closest kind of inbreeding is not only stylish and acceptable, but far more convenient to the parents than setting their offspring free to find their own mates for their own reasons and their own ways. So the face I was trying to find in Churchill Drowns that weekend was a symbol in my own mind of the whole doomed atavistic culture that makes the Kentucky Derby what it is. So there you go, gentlemen. Atavistic means greedy, guys. Thank you. Listen, um, <laughs> don't do your work on time, and maybe you can, can become I just, a legend. Can I just say the, the line old from the star, generation, the star Spangled? A generation removed. <laughs> the, stars, the line is, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Is that really in that there? That is a line from the Star Spangled Banner. Shut the front Basically, door. Basically, like if you're a slave and you run away, you will you will die. And oh they just don't God. sing that shit anymore. No, they never get that far. They never get that that's far. A half an hour into the song. They, <laughs> do you think they sing the full version at clan meetings and stuff? You know what I mean? <laughs> they I only think they sing only the sing that that verse <laughs> over and over again. It would be a good PR move from their perspective to do that. Be like, this is a real America. This is uh-huh. it. Yeah. We're more patriotic than any. Maybe know? I should become a white supremacist PR guy exclusively. You would make, for a, white supremacist. You would make a terrific white supremacist. You're very smart. I think so. You know what I mean? You could bring a lot of organization to that. I need some work and shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I wish we had guys like Thompson still covering sports, bro. Dude, well, he makes a great point. If you're stupid, if you consider yourself a stupid person, if you're that self aware, absolutely. Uh, Try to lay with a very smart person so you can have yes. a very average kit. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Tommy, where are we on time? One hour. One hour? Okay, let's do it. We have an hour left. I got to get going, Tommy. Can you pull my car around, please? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys Prius. ever had a like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and what was that? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. But one of the great Hunter Thompson stories is when he was covering the, uh, the rumble in the jungle. In Zaire, one of the great boxing matches and Dude, upsets that guy of all time. Life, huh? Oh my God, he did. But he was uh, he it, he considered it the first real failure of his career. <laughs> and the reason is he went to cover the fight, but it was such. A, it wouldn't let me in the ring. Yeah. Well, his goal was he wanted to go watch it on TV with the president of like Zaire. There's, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> they made me be there front row. <laughs> then he's like, he didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? So he ends up getting yayed up in his hotel room. Uh-huh. And you, I have audio of him. Instead of going to the boxing match, just sniffing cocaine. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And he throws a pound and a half of marijuana in the pool. And he <laughs> floats all day and ends up seeing the result of the next day. And the reason that he didn't want to go is because he loved Muhammad Ali uh-huh. so much. They were both from Louisville. To him, he was such a symbol of like America and freedom. And everybody was sure. Like, Sure that uh, Muhammad Ali was going to lose. There was no chance he had to win. Mm. I mean, you know, like fucking Mr. T had a better chance in Rocky Three of winning yeah. than like fucking Muhammad Ali did. And when Muhammad Ali won, it was like the big one of the biggest upsets in sports history. But I don't think Hunter wanted to process going through seeing his version of the American dream literally beaten before yeah, his eyes. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be able to take it. <laughs> and the end result, it was like a great victory as opposed to the McGovern campaign, which wasn't. But uh, yeah. Uh, so here's like real quickly the story of uh, Hunter Thompson in Zaire. The jungle. It was the foregone conclusion that George Foreman was going to knock out Muhammad Ali. It seemed to be no way that Ali could survive that fight. Are we recording? Are we recording? We uh, yes, we appear to be. This is from uh, 
from his hotel room the night or the day of the fight. Working, Ralph. I never understood. Learning should go. All day long is lying down and listening to the music. That's all I want to do. Dude, that's his spray paint. Now he stops and actually doing it on tape. He stops. Looks over the dark on his head. This is the after railing. You know. Got worse and worse and worse and worse. This was when Hunter gave our tickets away. I can't remember what I did. I just think I tried to watch it on television or something, so I get some idea of it. But Hunter had gone down to the pool with a bucket of ice and a bottle of whiskey, drinking his smokes, his dunnings. And Hunter decided to. Take a dip in the pool and float in the pool at the hotel throughout the entire fight. <laughs> As it turned out, it was one of the classic fights of the fall time. <laughs> he's in the pool during the fight <laughs> he had no idea what happened until the next morning <laughs> oh man to give you here's a here's hunter thompson's daily routine you know how warm that Aspen pool Journal. has to be to be better than that fight <laughs> <laughs> here's here's hunter's daily routine 3 p.m rise 305 shivas regal with the morning paper dunhills 345 cocaine 350 <laughs> another glass of shivas dunhill 405, first cup of coffee, Dunhill. 415, cocaine. 416, orange juice, Dunhill. 430, cocaine. 454, cocaine. 505, cocaine. 511, coffee, Dunhills. 530, more ice in the Shavas. 545, cocaine, etc., etc. 6, grass to take the edge off the day. 705, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch, Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, taco salad, a double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice over which is poured three or four jiggers of Shavas. 9, start... African-American, sorry. <laughs> 9, start snorting cocaine seriously. 10, drops acid. 11, chartreuse, cocaine, grass. 10, 11.30... Cocaine, etc., etc. 12, midnight. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. 12.05 to 6 a.m. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, Shavas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. <laughs> 6 o'clock, the hot tub. Jerking off. 7 o'clock, jerking <laughs> off. 6 o'clock, the hot tub. Champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. 8, Halcyon, 8.20 sleep, 3 p.m. rise. Okay, could I just say something? Yes. I think that you think that that's cool. <laughs> and I think it was for like, as he's well, what's chugging cool, what's his whiskey. Cool, what's cool has changed, for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, that's like if someone did that now, I'd be like, you're a fucking loser, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why do you hate yourself so much? Yeah, yeah. I do a little. This article isn't even that good. Yeah, do a little cocaine, but not that much of it. <laughs> I think it depends on who it is. I think there are those certain beasts who can do and handle it. Like, you know, George Best of the 1966 English national team. There's certain guys who are defined 
by that and almost fuels them. I think with the reason with Hunter, what the reason it became so mythologized is because his work is that good. Yeah. You know, but most people who are going to do and try to follow that schedule, they're going to numb their goddamn brain out, eat it away, and they're not going to be able to write a damn sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, but for him, to me, what's defining for him is him as an artist. Yeah. You know, but just like that whole part of it, too, it's like it's who he was also. So there's something different there about living yeah. life in a different way. Well, like I just saw a post for Doug Stanhope and he's still like the gin and the cigarette. I'm like, it's yeah, like yeah. enough. Yeah. Like it's not. Is it still cool? I mean, right. am I an asshole because I'm drinking bang? <laughs> a little there's bit. No difference. That's worse for you. But my point is also you look at this life that Hunter Thompson is leading versus like Jerry Jones and like the president and shit. And like, who's like really moral here? Who's got real morality? Yeah, is like, it better it to just be openly what you are exactly. rather than like try to put up a facade like you're exactly. a superhero? Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. Thank you, Mike. Way to tie home the points today, Mike. Yeah, hey, wow, man. you brought all together in one <laughs> succinct sentence. I don't do any cocaine so I can make points like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. But I just wish we had, like, writers and people like that who could exist kind of on the margins Dude, I'm right these here. days. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? you're, you're talking, looking okay. at them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on YouTube, you piece of shit. YouTube is the new novelist. <laughs> YouTube is the new, yeah. the new Gonzo. Da, YouTube Kyoto is really Stoyatsky the new Gonzo, the right? New, yeah. In a certain way, it can be. Well, you know what the new Gonzo was to me, and maybe in Hunter Thompson as well, was Jackass. You know, that guy took mm. to uh, Johnny Knoxville and all those guys. He called them Gonzo. And Johnny Knoxville would send him all the tapes and shit. Like, to me, all that shit was very fucking... It was like, if you want to be, like, uh, professorial about it and talk about the way they do, yeah. even though you don't really have to, it was really a deconstruction of a lot of things which are entertainment or yeah, whatever, which yeah. you can say what Gonzo is. And it's yeah. telling the truth and the absurdity of things. Yeah, when, when uh, I talked to Steve-O, when he took a firecracker shove his butthole, he was, <laughs> he was talking about deconstruction the whole time. <laughs> the deconstruction of his butthole, I think. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I love it. I love that there's like college courses that cover shit like that. They like yeah. look at it in like real analytical <laughs> ways like that. It Somebody had canon. to write a paper on exactly Dude, that. Oh, I guarantee you there's been graduate thesis written on. The butthole on. represents America. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And that firecracker is the rebellion spirit. Well, come on. One of the best episodes of South Park is where they, the kids like they make their own book like based on Catcher in the Rye. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I haven't seen that. Really? It's And they're just like, hey, what if a pee took a poo and took a shit on a girl's chest? <laughs> <laughs> and, then it, and then everyone reads like, oh, my God, this is really profound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, mm. my God. What was the name of the book? The pee who took a poop. I think it was the pee. I have said yeah. the pee that took, took a poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> South Park is amazing, by the way. It's so good. Let's do one more story before we wrap it up today. Do you guys ever have like a super annoying coworker? I think Dwight Howard, if not the Dwight oh. Schrute of the NBA, he's definitely the Michael Scott of the NBA. Like he's been on a bunch of teams: the Magic, the Lakers, Hornies. The hornies. And see. <laughs> and everywhere it goes, it's kind of weird how much he's hated everywhere. Yes. And not just being for like a difficult diva, but just generally as a person who's unlikable and annoying. Apparently, he has the worst sense of humor. Uh, Zach Lowe was talking about on his podcast. Zach was like, apparently, he tells the corniest jokes. And he heard multiple. He goes, my God, does he tell the corniest jokes? I've heard multiple <laughs> Uh, stories of Hawks players learning about the trade and screaming into their phones with joy, you know, and the most hated guy on that team was Dennis Schroeder, like apparently one of the most hated guys in the league. And Dwight Howard is such an annoying piece of shit that uh, that everyone loved Dennis. People were pro tennis. He's so good in 2K, though. <laughs> He's so, so tall. Good. 
<laughs> he's like, do you know how hard it is to have a locker room that's pro Dennis in terms of mood and personality? And that lasts for a good two or three weeks. And Dwight was just kvetching and bitching. And everyone has this impression that people don't like Dwight because of his goofiness or the fart jokes and everything else. But no, I think he's a downer. Like, <laughs> like this is what people, NBA people are saying. Like, I just love that image of Dwight Howard as a, like, as a Debbie Downer. You I don't get I mean? how you could be a downer and make fart jokes. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of seems like I want to hang out with him now. I want to be annoyed by him so yeah. I can experience yeah. it. So that you can experience it. A fart joke that depresses you. Oh, with well, I think it's more like again. an annoying thing. Making like, me think I about my parents. I won't say its name, but it rhymes with uh, Psych Lavid. You know, like where it's okay. like somebody who's just like making, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's somebody who's just like making jokes all the time and it's like incessant and it's just like it won't like stop. But he's, also, he's also a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, he's but what's a depressing fart joke? It's like, hey, guys, you hear about this fart joke? A guy farted in the gas chamber. At the <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but no, I'll give you an example. So this is from. What a downer. I, I, I think it's like, I think it's more like a general annoyance thing like this is from the oc register um uh in the midst of a losing season okay dwight howard turned on some pleasant music so he could groove in front of his locker while he got dressed (laughs) 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 his teammates already long gone to the bus before that he asked a lakers staffer if he if hitting his free throws meant he could have his Halloween candy, then he asked again and again. Before that, Howard mooned a TV cameraman whom he suspected of having his camera on while Howard had his underwear halfway down. Howard responded by sticking his rear end farther out, saying, I've got a wide shot for you, and he giggled. <laughs> Another example, Howard also pulled a f- up a photo on his phone of himself last Halloween when he dressed as a homeless man at Orlando's Universal Studios. <laughs> Biggest a, homeless man on the face <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> a big beard and a sign, will dance for food. Jesus. Yeah. Howard also spent noticeable time in Portland wishing the Lakers had dressed up in a, in a team Halloween costume, doing an impression. Gosh, I thought we were all going to do Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> doing an impression of assistant coach Chuck Person and... Farting. Former Howard teammate Glenn Davis told Orlando Sentinels Josh Robbins a month ago, the thing we're going to miss most about Dwight is his farting ability. Dwight says, we're hitting a couple obstacles, but that's fine. He said after the game, L.A. wasn't built in a day. Almost as soon as the words were out of his mouth, Howard was grinning and asking reporters, did you like that one? What the fuck? That's not even a joke. What did he fart while he no, said it? LA yeah, was, I was built for the fart. LA yeah. was built in a day. That's not even like. And he goes, "Did you like that one?" That's not even a fucking joke. You I know think what I mean? he farted he during it, a... and they left that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I really have to say about today's game is, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys get that? You guys like that? <laughs> that would be funny. Though. There's nothing funnier than asking for approval about your joke right after you did it. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys, guys like that? that? <laughs> LA wasn't built in a day. That doesn't. Even, he's just. Is he just dumb? Well, he has a new theory on philosophy on life. What was the line? What? Remember the line? The Earth wasn't flattened in a day. <laughs> that guy we were making fun of. It's <laughs> like before his joke, he was like, "I have a new theory or philosophy in life," and then he goes into the joke that's not even a theory or philosophy. 
Oh, I think yeah. it was Socrates who said. <laughs> I have a belief system. Yeah, that's what it was. You ever go to Whole Foods and notice like, what? How is that a belief system, dummy? <laughs> yeah, man. But so Howard just joined the Washington Wizards, which is another clusterfuck in of itself. Like the Wizards are already macked marked by a contentious relationship between their star dude, guards. He, he must be so psyched when he goes to a new team and no one's heard his oh, jokes yet. Dude, he's so happy. <laughs> oh, just wait. Hey, have you guys have you heard this one? Yeah. LA wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Was that a good one, guys? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. So he shows to the Wizards, right? And this is immediately he makes a joke at the press conference and this is a joke. The head coach is like, oh my God. Hey, if you know we're wizards, mean? where are our tall hats? <laughs> You should play for them. That's a great joke. That's really what it is. Let me be the center. That's funny. That's no way. That's it's like it pretty much on the same line. Hey, who are my teammates? A bunch of dancing mops. <laughs> <laughs> you and Dwight Howard are fucking soulmates, bro. Please <laughs> pass me at the club. Please pass me. Oh. Uh. I'm dancing. Oh my god. So okay, I just had. So he's played with the Rockets, the Lakers. Everybody, just hear this bullshit. Is there a sound clip? Yes, yes, hold on. Oh, that's Along the same lines, hold on. <laughs> you have to guess who that was, and if you get it right, we'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> Sean Hand screen prints the t-shirt. <laughs> hey, can, Tommy, can we get some audio on this? It's a little too light. <laughs> you know how many times how many, oh, how many times I had sex that song? Dwight, when you know, in college? <laughs> Have you really? Said I'll be right back. I got to put on Anya. Anya? Are you kidding? Oh, is Anya it, or is Anya? it Anya? I don't know. Oh, excuse to, me. What are you, French Canadian? <laughs> I think you mean Anya. <laughs> you were you were totally the guy that like joined ballet class because there was no other straight guys in it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. You yeah. were like, hey, babe, just come back to my place. We'll do some plays and listen to some Anya. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. You were in a ballet class, weren't you? I did. I did well. I was. I was. I, was, I, was, I did like a contact improv thing with with uh, what the fuck is like, a contact whatever, bro. Improv it's just like you were. And then we end up having sex. And then like later, I was like, "Hey, are we gonna hang again?" She's like, "No, that was just rehearsal." I was like, "What? That was just rehearsal? I can't did wait till the show." Like she thought it was like part of the like oh, the experience. Yeah, so yeah. I thought we were that meant we were dating. I'm really like, is that method acting? Is that what I that's guess called? so? Method dancing, I method, guess. Method <laughs> fucking maybe. Yeah. Bill has had way more sex than I have. Holy shit! I'm we older. Catch up? I'm like at least a year older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, here's Schmo Dwight. Allen. What is it about this situation that makes you proclaim such a, a bold statement right now? Uh, well. Uh, actually, I was joking with uh, my trainer uh, earlier today, and I thought it'd be fitting. Uh, there we go. But we were just talking about how, you know, I started with the magic. So I learned magic for eight years. Oh, boy. Uh, traveled to La La Land. Uh, he wrote it down. I worked with rockets. Uh, <laughs> and I went and learned how to fly with some hawks. Oh, no. Got stung by the hornets. Yeah! <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> through all of that, you know, it's taught me how to be a wizard, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll be here all week. Uh, the host of next year's Oscars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Dwight Howard. That was pretty cool. Well, Dude, that, that is he, what millennial comedy far. is like these days. <laughs> no wonder people think we're funny. <laughs> like so funny. Dude, he's my new favorite NBA player by far. Oh, yeah, yeah. That LeBron favorite. was for a second for opening up that school and being an amazing <laughs> that person. That was okay, okay. And now. How amazing was that joke? Oh, my God. The setup. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Yeah. How would you rate that, Bill? 
as a professional comedian. F- fly with the Hawks, got stung by the Hornets. But my favorite was like La La Land just had no place in that whole. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, I went to La La Land. I, he couldn't come you up with a, a, a pun for the Lakers. I don't even yeah, know if those yeah. are puns. I fished for the Lakers. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What I is a Lakers? I learned how to swim with the Lakers or something. Yeah, you know anything. I mean? Yeah, man. Oh, this my so goodness crazy. gracious. He's such a goober. And also, one of my favorite Dwight Howard stories is he lost a woman to a member of NSYNC. <laughs> but the best part is as which, long as it wasn't if, which member do you yeah. think was of NSYNC? Lance Bass. Dude, I just have to say, <laughs> Mike has been nailing Dwight Howard. <laughs> was it Chris Kirkpatrick? Right? It was Chris Kirkpatrick. Uh, dude, th- I'm, something's going no, on. There's it's something like weird. You, you and Dwight are him. connecting on a certain fucking level. I think level. Dwight has his That's new joke writer. That's really amazing. <laughs> what if I'm yes. him and I'm just hyping him up like, this is <laughs> a great joke. Wait, guys. These are the best jokes. <laughs> I take off a mask and I get seven feet tall. <laughs> I was hiding most of my torso in the mask. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this porn star. Her name is uh, Mary Carey. Apparently, she became famous for a little bit because she looks like Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. And this oh, this God. is the story she told about having sex. or she, I don't even think she had sex with Dwight Howard, but uh, choosing Chris Patrick over Dwight Howard. Okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. By the way, I have to go in like three minutes. Okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we're speaking of sex. This, we're okay. ending this soon. Uh, <laughs> Dwight's a cool guy. For a month, we talked. We Dwight's a cool guy. You put that period <laughs> in the wrong spot. <laughs> Dwight's a cool guy for a month. <laughs> Please pass me the clip. <laughs> Dwight's a cool guy. For a month, we like talked on the phone, and he was always trying to give me prayers to get me out of porn and give me Bible verses to read. So then. I was going to visit him when I was in Orlando, but I went over to this other guy's house instead, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And then Dwight started calling and calling and calling me because he knew I was with Chris Kirkpatrick. So eventually at three in the morning, Chris was like, don't answer Dwight's calls. I got a text from Dwight at three in the morning. I'm outside Chris's house. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? I farted in this <laughs> I was like, I got Dwight here and I got Chris in the other room and I'm talking to them back and forth. So finally, I had to just pull Dwight in the bathroom and tell him he needs to go home. I was like, I'm really sorry. I really like you, but this isn't the time or place. When I pull him in the bathroom, he pulls his pants down, and I was like, and farts. I, was like <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. And so I ran and started screaming. Holy shit. Apparently, she said she was screaming because he had like the biggest penis she'd ever, ever Dwight Howard. Ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> it was bigger than Chris Kirkpatrick, really? He was one you of mean the white said. Irish guy who's 5'8"? <laughs> With the dreadlocks? Any other dreadlocks. Oh, man. But he's such a goober. So then he also falsely claimed that Golden State tried to sign him this summer, which wasn't true at all. He said, Golden State called, and I thought about them. But once John Wall sent me that message, I was like, man, I couldn't tell him at first. But I was like, man, I'm going to be a wizard. That was my mindset, he said. The Warriors insisted they were not pursuing Howard, despite the fact that Howard was very interested in Golden State State taught me how to be an alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he also repeatedly told uh, people he turned down Scarlett Johansson and also <laughs> turned down the role of Jesus in Passion of the Christ <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Yes. He turned down the role of Leonardo 
Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna play Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> right. It was gonna be me, man. Okay, guys, I gotta go. I love both All of right, you so tell much. Tell me where to find you, Bill. Uh, at Bill Dawes, and I'll be on Mike Falzone's YouTube channel soon. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Mike, just, he's going to take my place. Mike, tell him where to find you. Uh, the internet. Type Mike Falzone into the internet. Type Mike Falzone into the internet. And before I go, one more thing. My God, this is what I did all afternoon. Oh, that is a Tiger watch, baby. <laughs> Tiger is four under 66 at the Woodbridge Classic. And if he wins, what do you think the next podcast is going to be about? Guys, find us at App Fanatics. Go ahead. I, didn't, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, I, you're done? I'm done talking. You're done talking. You wrap up your own podcast. You know what? I'm done talking to you. <laughs> Fanatics Pod, guys. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next time. Peace.